What episode is this? It's like one seventeen. I think. Something? I don't. Don't quote me on it. <laughs> it's one of those. Hey, this is Heath Paget, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode one hundred and seventeen. I think. The RV Entrepreneur is a weekly podcast for nomadic entrepreneurs, and today on the podcast, I'm recording with Kelsey, the podcast editor. Hey, Kelsey. Hey, Heath. How's it going? <laughs> we are sitting here in Fredericksburg, Texas. We are getting ready for the upcoming RV Entrepreneur Summit. And I want to have Kelsey on the podcast because we're sitting down here in the RV. She comes to visit us from time to time. We hang on the RV. And she was asking a bunch of questions about podcasting. And I said, this could make a pretty good episode on how podcasting has changed our business and our lives over the past couple of years. Because there are a lot of people we've noticed lately in our Facebook group who are asking questions about how to start a podcast thinking about doing it, maybe intimidated or just wondering if it's a good use of time because there's so many different mediums where people can create content. So today I'm going to hand the podcast over to Kelsey so she can ask me questions about podcasting. So I get to play host today. You get to play host again. I'm very excited. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, let's dig into it. Okay. So on previous episodes, we've talked a lot about how you started the podcast, and why you wanted to start the podcast. But on this episode, I really wanted to dig into what is podcasting done for you? What has it done for your life? What has it done for your business? One thing I think about a lot, because people that know I have a podcast, like when we go out to dinner and stuff, they're like, get out of podcasting mode, Heath. Because one thing I think podcasting has done is it's been an enabler that has taught me, I think, how to have better conversations. And so one thing in particular, before I sit down and interview people, for instance, I try to just, I go through all the stuff. I read a lot about them. Last week, I actually, we went out to a video shoot with Winnebago and Tampa for the Tampa RV Super Show. And Winnebago asked me to interview one of their brand ambassadors, Joe Madden, who is the manager of the Chicago Cubs. And it was really fun because I got to sit down for a couple hours before the interview and research him and learn more about him. And I mean, I grew up playing baseball, but I didn't know a lot about Joe Madden. But since he won the World Series, he's kind of a big deal. So I'm like watching these videos of him like getting thrown out of games and I found out that he's like super eclectic he loves to read and he like has a really big vocabulary and I found out that there's one word he's used a lot in interviews called transmogrify transmogrify I I, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong but it means to like magically turn into something something magically or surprisingly turns into something else so I kicked off the interview with him and I was like so how did you guys transmogrify into our viewers and they kind (laughs) of kind of got a kick out of but the point was it's like I was looking at all these different things and, and in my mind I was trying to figure out what is interesting about him and what is he interested in because those tend to be really good conversations so all that to say I think podcasting has helped me learn how to dig in and have more interesting conversations with people. Like, I don't want to ask those service level questions that are like, what do you do? And what is your business? Because you ask bad questions and you get bad answers. Yeah, definitely. Well, side note, I just thought of something as you were talking about that. Okay, so we're talking about like, what is podcasting done for your life and business? You played baseball in high school and college, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like this was a big deal, actually, doing this interview last week. Uh, It wasn't because I don't watch a ton of sports, even though I when even when I played a lot, like I just Mm -hmm. didn't watch a ton. So no, I mean, it was cool because Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, he's a high profile guy and he's got a nice big Winnebago and he's, you know, pretty famous for a lot of people that watch baseball. But it was cool. But it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, this is my dream come true. But did you think, (laughs) did you ever think that when you started this lifestyle that you would be involved with baseball again? Uh, No, I didn't. So it's like indirectly through Winnebago, kind of getting back into the baseball community, indirectly through my interview with Joe Maddox. But I mean, that's another thing that came from the podcast Mm -hmm. is because last year, 
you know, Winnebago came to our RV Entrepreneur Summit, which spurred from this podcast. And Don Cohen, who runs Winnebago Life, the the blog, he was like, oh, you're really good at interviewing people. And he's like, I enjoy listening to the, to you interviewing people. And so that was kind of what led to them trusting me to go sit down with this, you know, their big brand ambassador for the company and like gather content that they're going to show their dealers and that they're going to distribute out online. So again, all that came from having a podcast. Yeah, that's really cool. So I'm curious to hear about that transition of like the beginning podcast to now. How has you seen your own personal progression of your interviewing skills and style? Yeah, I think the the main, it's kind of funny, like going back and re-listening to the earliest episode of the podcast, mm-hmm. I'm trying to sound more professional than I do now, which is kind of weird because it's like in the early days, you, I feel like my, I was trying to lower my baritone. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to, you know, talk a little bit deeper. So if you hear the first couple episodes, it's like, Hey, this is Heath Pad. <laughs> and I, I wasn't trying to make it sound like I have a deeper voice. I was yeah. just trying to, I was trying to be professional. I was yeah. trying to put on a good show. Mm-hmm. And so I think I've seen myself kind of loosen up a little bit yeah. and, and things like that, which I think are good. So that's been a big one. I'm trying to think of the other things I do. I edited myself for the first eight or nine months and then you came on Mm -hmm. and then for the past year, you've been editing the episodes. Thank goodness. But that was really good because from a vocabulary standpoint, I realized I have a tendency to say a lot of words that whenever I hear myself saying them, it sounds really bad. So podcasting is a great way to improve the way that you speak and the way that you talk and to say less words that make you sound not smart. And I still do it a lot, but I I realized I said like a lot. I say these other words that I don't like hearing myself say. And so editing my words in a podcast, I believe, helped my vocabulary, Mm -hmm. even though I still revert to my East Texas hick self talking sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, that's really cool. That's something that I noticed, too, in my episodes with Alyssa. I was like, oh, that was an awesome interview. And then I go back and edit it. And so I said like, like every other word, which no one will ever hear because I edited most of them out. Yeah. And, that, and that's the beauty of editing is that you can <laughs> cut down the words. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But only if they're clean edits. Right. If you, you slur your words, yeah. it's going to sound weird. Exactly. So, no drinking before episodes. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to mess up and say like, you know, like, um, just make sure it's like a um, not a, but um. Yeah. Or that just whole thing's going out. Those are the most painful ones to hear whenever I was editing myself, when I would do a triple sequitur. I don't know if that's the right way to call it, but it was like, um, like, so. Whenever yeah. I heard myself say those three things, I wanted to punch myself in the face. It's okay. Um, you can just take out that whole thing, because usually what I've noticed is that if someone says, but, um, there's, it's usually followed by, and then, blah, blah, blah. So you just take that whole thing out. Yeah. Anybody listening so. to this for the rest of today is going to think about all the times they say <laughs> these words, and I apologize, because you probably didn't even notice, or your significant other saying these words. But I think it's a good challenge to be able to sit down and re-listen to your own words and, and how they come out. So No, it's definitely a very useful skill. Yeah. Well, that's good. So that's really interesting. So when you started the podcast, what were your goals for it? Goals for starting the podcast? Yeah. Uh, I just really wanted to start a podcast. Like I love talking to people. Whenever we did Hourly America, I sat down and interviewed over 70 hourly workers for our documentary. And so I was like going to all these places. And when I go back and listen to those interviews, those were just not even real interviews. Like they were just me asking a few questions and they were really bad. But I remember I, I started enjoying that process of hearing people's story But the only thing with that was it was done in a format that wasn't conducive for like long-term listening. Like now, if you find the podcast in iTunes or Overcast or Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can go back and it's relatively easy to like binge listen and go through the whole thing. 
So I think I just wanted to combine what we were doing on the blog with RVing and have a audio format of that mm-hmm. in a subject that I was kind of, it was merging a lot of passions for what I wanted with building business, RVing and travel. And so I, I didn't really make specific metric goals mm-hmm. for the podcast. In the beginning, I was just like, I just want to get it out there and I want to commit to doing a hundred, I think I said 50 episodes, mm-hmm. yeah, 50 episodes. 50. Yeah. Now we're like at 117. So I would say that I hit the goals of just doing it and then I continue enjoying it looking forward. So that's that's what is really important now. I just want to continue being interested in the content that, you know, people that I guess I have on and stuff. Yeah. So would you say that with the podcast, it has allowed you to do things that you didn't expect, like say meet new people, bring on new projects? You mentioned Winnebago these new awesome conversational skills. Yeah. I don't know about awesome conversational <laughs> skills. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've talked about some of these on the podcast before, but I think one of the beauties of podcasting or consistently creating content across any medium, when you have some other type of business is that it brings an opportunity. So even from the very early days, when we were doing more video courses, we got a uh, client that was a breastfeeding course client and they heard the podcast and they listened to it and they were like, oh, you guys do video courses. And um, we were like, yeah, we do. And they hired us for a project. And that was from the podcast. And then, I mean, I can't recount all of those that have happened. But from a relationship standpoint, I think podcasting is a really good medium to connect with people because you reach out to somebody, you follow them, you like their stuff, you want to get to know them better. But a lot of times it's kind of weird to just reach out to somebody and say, hey, can I just jump on a phone call with you for an yeah. hour? I'm like, no, why would you, why would I jump on a phone call with you for an hour? You know what I mean? Yeah, like people, yeah. People's time is precious. So in a way, podcasting has enabled good conversations or in relationships to start mm-hmm. and kind of have a built-in excuse for wanting to catalyst that relationship mm-hmm. because you're giving them a little bit of something potentially by sharing their story with your community. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have a book or a product that you can mm-hmm. that you can shine a light on yeah. and it starts a relationship that potentially continues. So podcasting has been like a built-in way to push me outside my comfort zone and consistently connect with people. It's like the equivalent of showing up at a conference but you don't have to actually like put on pants. So that would be how I describe that. <laughs> okay. you, can do, you could do all of this from your RV. Yeah, that's you true. Know what I mean? That's very true. Yeah. And I, I'd be curious to see like, I mean, when you're building these relationships with people, it might be even more impactful because you're sitting there basically just showering them with attention for an hour. So it's not just a normal conversation you are deeply learning about this person and that makes an impact. Yeah. Well, I mean, how to win friends and influence people. Uh, We read that book in interpersonal relationships in college, but the whole gist from Dale Carnegie was that if you want people to like you, then you become interested in them. And I think people can kind of construe that in like a non-genuine way. Like you can like fake be interested in somebody, but totally. Yeah. If, If I'm sitting in here, you know, really interested to hear about your story, what's happening in your life. It is a good start. I would think it would be a good start to a relationship for sure. Yeah. And it's more memorable for that person. Absolutely. Yeah. Because they're going to be like, he thinks I'm really interesting. I must be really interesting. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think one thing that a lot of people get caught up on when it comes to starting a podcast, and this was something for me too, was that it's hard to get started because there's like this little invisible barrier basically to like, how do I just get stuff up on iTunes and, mm-hmm. you know, get the first few episodes? I don't know about recording. Yeah. Um, so I think that's something I got strung up on a little bit. And that's actually really, really easy. And so many people can help you that. If you want to start a podcast, and I didn't tell Kelsey I was going to do this, but like shoot me an email and I'll connect you guys and she will help you get started on podcast. Not for free. (laughs) Yeah, you'll you'll pay her. But the whole point is you buy a Blue Yeti mic or whatever, a snowball mic. They're like 115 bucks on Amazon.
Amazon or something like that. You know, you hook it up to a free program called Audacity in your computer. Editing audio is not difficult. You splice it, watch a tutorial on YouTube. And, you know, within a couple of weeks, you can have a podcast that you that you push stuff out on. So there's a little bit of resistance there, but it's not rocket science. Yeah. So for someone who wants to start a podcast, they're thinking about it. They're really excited about it because you just got them really excited. (laughs) So what would you tell them that they should look for in this experience? What should they try to get out of this as far as like meeting people that they admire or different experiences that could come out of it? Like what should they look for in this experience? Yeah, I think creating a podcast is similar to just starting up on any other medium, whether it's blogging, YouTube or whatever. So I think you have to be wanting to get something out of it other than just, I want to get downloads. I want people to know who I am because it's going to take a really long time Mm -hmm. and you're going to make less money than you think. And it's going to be harder than you think. And so I just think being realistic about that and having some type of learning experience. And that's what I said in the very first episode is I want to start this podcast. I'm not saying I'm the RV entrepreneur. I'm saying that uh, this is the lifestyle that I'm living and I want to continue building a location independent business. And part of that is I want to learn from other guests and document what we learn along the way. So part of that has been like when we came up with a new website, you know, like sharing the conversations that we've had uh, talking about campground booking and what we've been learning and bootstrapping that business. So I, I just think there's there's a lot of value in sharing your journey and what you learn in that process versus coming in and saying, like, I'm the authority here, unless you really are, unless you're, yeah. you know, you've been doing it for 20 years and or you have tons of experience and you are the expert. But I know whenever I flip on a podcast and they start talking to me like, this is what you should do. This is how mm-hmm. you should live your life. I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to listen to you. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like if you haven't built that trust with me, I'm, I just want to listen to people be real and share their journey and what's happening in their life. So I think that if you can find ways to document and share what you learn and what you're hoping to learn by bringing in other people into the mix, then that is a super valuable thing to get out of a podcast. Even if you don't, even if it's not a wild success, it will still be successful because you learned and grew from that process. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's makes me so excited about podcasts is that I love learning it's apparently my number one strength on my strengths finder <laughs> and now test. that And now that you started editing our podcast, you added like three or four other podcasts mm-hmm. and you're learning about WordPress and yeah. all these other different random areas because you're editing the podcast. Yeah, I have so much knowledge <laughs> and just tidbits of information. It, it's really exciting. It's going to make great party conversations someday. Yeah, I'm sure knowing what an SSL certificate and like being able to deep dive into that is just going to be bonkers crazy at a party. Yeah, well, I mean, if I ever go to a WordPress conference, at least I'll be able to manage some light networking. That's a, that's a great point. <laughs> I'll be like, SSL certificates, can you explain this to me? Because I just don't understand how, you know, it goes from the browser to the visitor, please. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good stuff. With that, Yeah. But that's really, really great. I think that'll be helpful for people who want to start a podcast. So we've talked about a few of the things that you have gained from podcasts. I'm curious about like specifically some of the friends and connections that you have made. Specifically some of the friends and connections I have made. Directly through podcasting. Our mutual friend, David Blackman came from the podcast. He listened. We met up in Austin, had dinner at Whole Foods. He came to our summit last year and presented. He's coming back this year. Mm-hmm. He's your client because you had a podcast with him. <laughs> so that's like a very real one that comes to mind. But so many of our friends, you know, that came to our summit this past year and, you know, they kind of, I guess, started out as listeners, became, came to our summit as attendees. And now like we call them friends, Lindsay and Dan from Follow Your Detour. Uh, we hung out with them in Maine this summer. That really has been one of the coolest things. And I feel like I say so many things have been the coolest part of podcasting. I tend to get excited about things that I really enjoy. It's kind of, 
I guess, infectious in that way, but it's just making more friends mm-hmm. from it. And it sounds weird because it's like, yeah, it, it has had a tangible difference on our business. But as far as our community of friends this past year, and I know I've talked about this on Instagram. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but we didn't go more than two weeks in 2017 without seeing friends or family on the road, which I think is huge. And a mm-hmm. big part of that came from having the podcast uh, because a lot of the people who we had met through it, mm-hmm. they listened, they saw that we were going to be in a different place and we got to meet up and we became friends. So it's kind of a way to not be alone on the road too, yeah. because I just think podcasting is more personal than blogging. Mm-hmm less personal than video. Video is more intimate. Podcasting, I think, is a happy medium between blogging and video yeah. uh, because people get to hear your voice. They get to hear your story in a long format. Where video, it's like they get to see your face. So I, I think some people, they may not even know that you, they listen to you if they mm-hmm. see you because they're like, I don't, that guy doesn't look familiar. But yeah. if he talks, maybe I'd... I'd yeah. Hear. Anyway. I just close my eyes and listen <laughs> to your voice. Oh, I know exactly who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, specifically with that, how would you contrast what you just said like seeing friends every two weeks with when you first hit the road with Alyssa and and you guys went on your hourly America tour. As far as like our community, Mm -hmm. our first day on the road, it was kind of like this high of excitement. Mm -hmm. We're married and I guess we weren't really thinking too much about sustainability at that point because a lot of people, when they think like, how can I sustain this lifestyle? Your mind instantly goes to money. But I think community is up there too because you get lonely and you need that support system. So I think at first we were kind of just thinking like, this is a cool adventure. And then I think after a certain point, maybe like seven, eight month mark, you start thinking like, okay, well, we need to rebuild our friend group because we had left behind Austin. A lot of our friends were still there. And so I think our second year was probably the toughest because we were trying to build our business, get out of debt and continue this lifestyle. And so I think that was a challenge because it's not like we had time to like go out and build a lot of deep relationships. And I've talked to a lot of people who have kind of experienced that same like second year lull because you're like on this high adventure. A lot of people just kind of come up with a runway for going out Mm -hmm. and travel the country, but maybe it doesn't work or maybe it does work, but you still are getting some of the funds where they need to be. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of the second year lull and you're trying to figure out like, oh, can I keep going to travel? And it's probably similar for like any business or any new transition. Like there's the high point and then there's like, okay, the depths of despair, like what they call it when you're building a a startup, because there's like this dark period where you're just trying to figure out like, how does does this work? Am I crazy? And you're going through all these different things in your head. So I would say that was definitely our second year for us from a community, financial business, everything. Yeah. Would you say that since RVing and podcasting and everything, you've opened yourself up to a lot of different perspectives? Uh, Yeah, because you talk to people and you may do things differently or you may they may be doing a business that you're like, I would never do that. But it's cool because both podcasting and Hourly America opened us up to opportunities that we've never heard about mm-hmm. or thought about or dug into. Uh, so it, again, it's that constant medium for learning, which I, mm-hmm. I really love. And that's why I'll continue to do it. Um, like with Hourly America, it was a chance to spend a day as a zombie at Six Flags and yeah. get to work with a national park in Alaska and get to work at Domino's and White Castle and all these pizza, you know, you know all these different places. And so you get this experience that broadens your, I don't know who you are as a person. Yeah. And uh, podcasting is definitely that too, you know, like having people on the podcast who talk about drop shipping and Amazon white labeling, and it's kind of surface level, but some of these people have come back on to the podcast at different points and we've dug deeper into those mm-hmm. topics. 
And so, yeah, totally. It's a, it's a medium for content learning, both as a listener and as a person who is hosting the podcast. And that's why I listen to a ton of podcasts every week. I listen to Tim Ferriss's podcast, Gary Vaynerchuk. I listen to How I Built This by NPR. Listen to The Pitch by Gimlet Media, which is like mm. a more real version of Shark Tank. Yeah. Uh, so it's like tech startups, like going in and pitching. It's really cool. I like that one a lot. I've been kind of binging that one lately. I'm trying to think of what other ones I listen. I listen to another one called Startups for the Rest of Us. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's about bootstrapping software startups. It's by a guy named Mike and Rob. One of them founded Drip. Cool. Anyway, yeah. I know you didn't ask any of that, so I was just No, off. it's really interesting <laughs> that, like, what, is, what are you listening to? It sounds like it's very startup-focused. I, I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> As you sit here on, like, campground booking calls and... Yeah. Such. Kelsey has been, she was asking Alyssa yesterday, she was like, is Heath always on the phone? It's like, <laughs> yeah. By the way, if you're listening to this, well, obviously you're listening to this, if you're hearing this, uh, I'm a couple weeks behind on the podcast and this has been the first time in a really long time that I've missed a full week. So I apologize. Hope, hopefully that doesn't happen again. We've had a lot of projects going on and with the holidays and stuff, we, we've kind of fell behind a little bit. But that being said, thank you for listening and continuing to download and subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, and we're, we're going to get ahead now. We're going to get ahead. We're going to get ahead. Kelsey's going to crack the whip, and we're going to get more episodes in the queue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take after Alyssa, because yeah. Alyssa's always got things organized. Yeah. Always. Cool. Okay. So we've already talked about the podcast and where you thought it was going when you started it. So what are you thinking now? What are your plans for the podcast going forward? For the longest time, this podcast, I called it like, well, it's the RV Entrepreneur, but it's all centric around people who are running their business full time. Because in the very beginning, I wanted to learn how other people were doing this lifestyle and, you know, how they were financing it with their business. And every now and then I've had other people on as guests like Nathan Barry, mm-hmm. you know, who is not an RVer at all, but he's dug deep into a software company, learned yeah. how to bootstrap. And then when you guys have had several, you guys did an episode, you and Alyssa did an episode on Pinterest and several people reached out and said, I love the tactical stuff. And several people who've listened to this podcast really just said, I want to go super deep. And so I've kind of walked between two different lines because I want to share stuff on this podcast that is super tactical Mm -hmm. uh, and that actually helps people dig into a topic, but also share those stories that encourage people Mm -hmm. to say, like, here's somebody's story on how they made it work. So I want to continue kind of towing the balance between those, but maybe also looping in more people if they can provide specific good content for an interview, even if they don't happen to live full time in RV. So I'll still continue interviewing people who live on the road and how they run their business. But if there's somebody who's an expert in something and I'm really interested in digging deep into it, I'm going to bring them on the podcast to talk about that topic. Because at the end of the day, going location independent and running a business is the same if you want to do that from an RV Mm -hmm. or if you want to do that anywhere in the world. And then running a business is the same, you know, that crossover works too. So I think at the end of the day, I'm not trying to like not interview people who travel full-time in RVs. Mm -hmm. I'll still keep doing that because I know that that is what's important to us and a lot of the people in the community. But I also want to make sure that if there's people who I can't find who have a certain skill set that don't fit the bill of an RVer to loop those people in. Yeah. And I've been scared of doing that. You and I have had this conversation (laughs) because I don't want to like bring other people in because I'm scared. Like I don't want to out niche myself and I'm not trying to do that. Like I want to continue providing value in this niche because I love this community and I'm not trying to, you know, just go straight into the entrepreneurship or business Mm -hmm. niche. I want to keep providing value. But I know there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast who said that they've never bought an RV and they don't want to buy an RV. So I hope that answers your question. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that, I mean, whether you RV or you travel full time or you want to travel at all, you're going to need to have either your own business where you control the hours or you're going to need to work a flexible job. And to do either of those things, you need to have specific skills. 
Yeah, and absolutely. And so I think that's a great way to learn those skills. And also you want the inspiration and you want the tactical skills of it. So I think you're you're towing that line. And there's a lot more we could we could play around with. Yeah, appreciate in interviews it. Interviews in the future. <laughs> Excited about that. Yeah. So this has been very inspirational to hear about your thoughts on podcasting and what it has done for you. And I think that anyone who wants to start a podcast will obviously see the benefit of it now and hopefully they will feel encouraged to do that. So I'm curious, I'm going to turn around your your final question <laughs> that you usually use. So how would you define success in podcasting? I I think success at the end of the day is having a podcast that provides value for people and helps educate or inspire them specifically within this niche of, you know, RV entrepreneurship and building a business on the road, whether they want to go travel or they're just building something that helps them become location independent. I know I have felt the most successful for Mm -hmm. this podcast whenever people have, you know, dropped a comment in an email to me, Instagram, Twitter, iTunes, or in person and just said like, we hit the road largely in part, or at least a little small bit in part because of the podcast. And to me, that's like, that's crazy because somebody's making a major life change. It's kind of heavy too, because it's like, you need to make sure that providing value and being upfront and honest with people about everything it's to the best of your ability because people are making major life decisions yeah. off they can be making major life decisions off what you're saying so i think that has been the times when i felt the most successful when someone said has said something like that yeah well we definitely see a lot of that in the reviews and we really like reading the reviews so you should go leave us one if you haven't already we'll milk that for all it's worth <laughs> So, uh, well, thank you, Kelsey, for coming on and interviewing me. Thank you guys for listening. As always, love for y'all to subscribe and hear from you guys in iTunes. And we will see you next time. What comes next, Kelsey? On the RV Entrepreneur Podcast.